From London, England, where the king lives. Recorded live from an underground bunker to help kickstart your day with the motivation and inspiration you need. 365 days a year. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. The weekly show. With your host, Chris Jags. Good morning and happy holidays to you. Now, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, I hope you're on a great day so far. But before we do anything, can we please, let's change the background music. We can get festive, can't we? We can capture the mood of the day. Okay, not that one. Oh, this is a bit too quiet. Please do talk amongst yourselves. We're almost there. Here we go. We are back on track. So professional. So yes, if you are listening to the episode today, thank you for being here. I hope you have an incredible day, whatever you're doing. And if it's after Christmas Day, I hope you had a great one. Back in the retail days, all I really wanted for Christmas was a day off. But then most people were back in their shops on Boxing Day. Where is the time to recover from being asked the same questions every single day? Now, the other thing about Boxing Day is, you know that bit? There's a, that week, there's a few days in between Christmas and New Year's. No one really knows what day it is. No one knows what day they're on. No one knows what's going on. But most people just get a little bit lost. And it's New Year's Day. Ta-da! New Year's resolutions are being made. Which would, of course, end for most within the first month. Now, fun fact for you. Did you know 95% of those resolutions are actually fitness-based? Yet 43% of people expect to quit before the end of January. Just what was the point? Anyways, beside that, 2022 has been a crazy year full of bad news, struggle, and a lack of motivation for most people. But if you made it this far, you're still doing well. Now, I've always tried to bring any kind of motivation to anyone, and that won't change. But how things are at the moment, for a lot of people, I hope you're able to make the most of how things are going for you. I hope you're okay. And there is light at the end of the tunnel, eventually. Now, in preparation of this episode, I had listened back to the two previous Christmas Day episodes, and they don't really have a structure. But now, today, this episode, we have a structure. Dun, dun. I thought I'd pick out a few funny stories, maybe a poem or two, and anything else that comes along the way. So, let's have a look at what I found on the good old interweb. Starting with a short funny poem, we have Snowball by Shel Silverstein. And it goes a little something like this. I made myself a snowball, as perfect as can be. I thought I'd keep it as a pet and let it sleep with me. I made it some pyjamas and a pillow for its head. Then last night it ran away, but first it wet the bed. And yes, that's kind of the tone of today's episode, so enjoy. But next up, we have a few funny Christmas related stories. The first is taken from the Yahoo Life website and it's called The Redecoration. I'm a big sleepwalker and I was spending my first Christmas with my girlfriend's parents. On Christmas Eve, I went to bed after a few whiskeys. I woke up in the morning, feeling like there was something someone wanted to tell me. I was taken downstairs, where I'd apparently rearranged the entire living room, including moving around the grandfather clock, sofa, and Christmas tree. 
while I was sleepwalking. Next, we have a few from the Business Insider. So here is the first. It was the first holiday party in my office that they hosted for years. Naturally, many employees were eager to take advantage and enjoy their well-earned drinks. I was tentative at first, but joined the fray once I saw upper management were fully committed to the good time, i.e. getting completely hammered. I quickly caught up to the pack, thoroughly enjoying myself and telling many stories. Unfortunately, I got a little too caught up in the moment and, at the climax of a particular story, swung my arms in the air for emphasis. As I did, my hand hit the bottom of a beer bottle just as my colleague put it to her lips, causing her to hit herself with it. After the initial shock had worn off and she cleaned up the spilled beer, she turned to tell me she was okay. And if I wasn't feeling bad enough already, my guilt skyrocketed. As she spoke, I noticed that her front tooth had broken as a result of the beer hitting her face. It wasn't completely knocked out, but it was chipped well enough to be unmistakable. I felt completely horrible and informed of what happened, and she ran straight to the bathroom. To her credit, she was slightly embarrassed when she returned, but stayed at the party and went out of her way to tell me it was no big deal. Regardless, I still felt like a jerk. A few days later, she went to the dentist and had the tooth fixed, and it was a relief that there was no permanent damage, but I won't be telling any stories at any holiday parties for quite some time. Our next story of embarrassment reads as follows. I worked as a maintenance facilities man for a large school and foster home for troubled children. I showed up at the work Christmas party that was hosted by the program's nurse. Social anxiety troubled me a lot back then, so before I even knocked on the door, I drank a few nips of vodka. Within 20 minutes of being there, I fell down a full flight of stairs and crashed through their screen door. This happened in front of about 20 co-workers, including the program's administration and my immediate supervisors. After apologising and slurring profusively, I told everyone that my ride was out the back to pick me up. I hid myself in the bushes down the street until my other half picked me up two hours later. Here's a nice short one for you. My boss made out of a mop. There's not really much else you can say to that. This one helped a woman bag a job without an interview. I had my interview for my current job on the day after the office party. The whole office smelled of tequila and two thirds of the office didn't make it in. And those that did interview me thought I was already hired and just started training me. Suffice to say, I took the job. Our next story is a little bit strange, but I'll let you hear why. Our boss made a barbecue at work to celebrate the first year of the company. We had live music, good food, and some good beers. That party was on the Friday. Next Monday, when we arrived to work, the company was closed and the warehouse was completely empty. Maybe he threw his own leaving party, who knows. And the last story is one that I saw on the Quora website this week about a rude customer in a shop and the wrapping service they provided. The worker explained that she was working in a high-end homeware store the day before Christmas Eve one year when one very rude customer came in. The shop was open until late that night, the worker explained. It was getting to that angry, stressed out, desperate stage. That stage where you could wrap up a poo in Christmassy paper and someone would definitely buy it. So when the woman came into the shop with her moody teen daughter, she already knew the type of customer she was going to be dealing with. Eventually the mum picked out a pricey cookbook and a stand and asked for them to be wrapped together. The retail worker explained that she wasn't an expert gift wrapper at the time, so it would take her a while. We gave the mum a ticket and she came back about 30 minutes later. 
But by the time the mum and her daughter returned, they were both in even more of a mood. Something had clearly happened between mother and daughter by the time they came back. The daughter was looking sulky and the mother was fuming. The mum slammed the ticket down the counter and demanded a refund. Called the store tacky, overpriced and complained that they weren't open late enough despite it already being late at night. The worker quickly gave the mum a refund and wished her Merry Christmas as she left. She was back 10 minutes later with some stuff that she had fished out the discount section and wanted it wrapped immediately. The worker confessed that she quickly wrapped the cheaper gifts and got her revenge by leaving the discounted price tags on everything. The woman remarked that she's not really a vengeful person, especially at work, but there was something about this woman in particular. Ah, retail. How I do not miss those days and all the wonderful joys they didn't bring. Now next, I did come across some Christmas facts when putting this episode together. So here's a couple to help dazzle and amaze, maybe, your friends and family. In the 1823 poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, which originally introduced the world to Santa's reindeer, two of the flying creatures had slightly different names. Donna and Blitzen were instead Dunder and Blixen, which is a Dutch way to refer to thunder and lightning. In the world of toys, 28 Lego sets are sold every second, and they said plastic toys would never work. Okay, next one. We all know those Hallmark Channel films, don't we? While a lot of the biggest Hollywood movies take a few months, on the other end of the spectrum, the super popular holiday movies that Hallmark are able to put out at such an impressive pace only take two weeks to film. The Rockefeller Center during the festive season is well known for the huge Christmas tree, but did you know it has over 25,000 lights on it? We're going out to space amongst the stars for the next one. The crew of NASA's Gemini 6A space flight got into the Christmas spirit and made history when they played Jingle Bells on December 16th, 1965, earning the Jolly Jingle the Guinness World Record for being the first song to ever be played in space. Well, at least that we know of anyway. In other news about Jingle Bells this week, the original sheet music written by James Pierpoint in 1875 sold for £19,000. And did you know it was actually written about Thanksgiving? I didn't know either. Next up, if you gave all the gifts listed in the 12 days of Christmas, it would actually equal 364 presents. Next up, Standing over 150 feet tall and weighing 225 tons, the Statue of Liberty is an impressive figure. And since it was considered a holiday gift when it was given to the US by France in 1886, it is officially the largest Christmas present in the world. Now that is a lot of wrapping paper. Moving on, the first ever Christmas card, according to the Guinness Book of Records, from 1843 was sold for 20,000 pounds in 2001. I think I really got carried away with the whole Christmas fact, but I've learned so much. Our last one, I promise it is the last one. This is about the NORAD Santa Tracker. And I'm sure plenty of people have used this to see where Santa is on the big night. But this tracker only came about after a young child accidentally dialed an unlisted phone number of the Continental Air Defense Command Operations Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado, believing that she was calling Santa Claus after seeing a promotion in a local newspaper. The commander on duty, Colonel Harry Shop, saw an opportunity to create a little Christmas magic and assured the youngster that they would guarantee Santa a safe journey from the North Pole. 
sparking the idea to track Santa's travels each year to the delight of children all over the world. Now before this comes to a close, I like this quote which summed up life at Christmas for a lot of people over the years and it goes something like this. The four stages of life. Stage one, you believe in Santa Claus. Stage two, you don't believe in Santa Claus. Stage three, you become Santa Claus. And stage four, you look like Santa Claus. I really like how that gets straight to the point. Now, that is everything from me. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you have or had a great Christmas. And if it's not something you celebrate, well, I hope you enjoyed the festive period. Look after yourselves, go big with your dreams and visions, and we will go again in 2023. Happy holidays! Goodbye. What? It's over already? All over. Thank you for listening to the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. I hope you feel as warm, motivated, and fuzzy inside as I do. You can connect with Chris at LearnDevelopLive.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I won't say goodbye. I'll just say until we meet again. Until next time, join the motivation. 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 Motivation.